Hello, everybody. Good day. This is Albert Campo with the Cantina MX podcast here with Joel. This is episode 221. Glad to be back with you guys on a Friday during the day again. How's it going, Joel? Doing pretty good, Chiquis. Um, yeah, it's been a lot going on since our previous podcast to now. So much news. Uh, just yesterday we had a pretty thrilling conclusion to the Clásico del Tráfico with the LAFC defeating Galaxy for the first time. And I guess we could say Bella finally getting the best of Slatan. Yeah, finally. A lot of people weren't expecting that. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. And I guess we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, Chiquis, I wanted to... Uh, we needed to wish El Rey Pelé a happy birthday. He turned 79 years old uh, two days ago, October 23rd. So, yes, he's 79, and I was I was going through some archives, and I didn't know he got to play against Chivas when he was at Santos. So he he got to play a few matches at the Jalisco, and they played even at the Azteca del Norte at the Los Angeles Coliseum. And uh, But you know what I found more interesting, Chiquis? Yeah. Pelé came very close to wearing the Chiwa jersey. Wow. We have to, yeah, we have to go back to 1975. So back then, Pelé was playing with Santos. And uh, and this team from uh, from Mex, which was actually uh, Club Oro, they got bought out, and uh, it was like a company, a syndicate, sugar syndicate. Mexico bought them out, and they renamed them to Gallos Azucareros, uh, and so they were looking for. Uh, you know, a franchise player and, and this promoter they were talking to, because, you know, they were trying to promote the team. He's like, I could bring Pelé. But, of course, they, they couldn't afford him. And plus, he had, like, uh, some type of contract where he wouldn't play, like, friendly games, you know, but I don't know how he did it. So he, they hired him to play a quadrangular in, in uh, Guadalajara. So it was going to be... Uh, he was going to play for the, well, he did play for the Gallos, and it was Gallos versus Atlas, and then Chivas versus, uh, Chivas versus Leones Negros. And so there was a stipulation there that, so it was like a one-off game. So mm-hmm. if Chivas made it to the final, but, but the Gallos, they didn't make it, too, that Pelé was going to play for Chivas. And, uh, but that never happened. He was lost to Leones Negros. And uh, the Gallos did make the final. But Pelé, he, he didn't score, man. It's a bit disappointing. He wasn't able to score in the two games. They were full <laughs> games. They were like 20 minutes. 20 minutes half. Because they, they did the, I think they did the whole quadrangular in one. In one, uh, you know, that one night. So this is 1975? 
1975, sir. Way so back when. Uh, but it's interesting because been 30, even going 35. Then, you had these big names, you know. So, so now we look now and we have, you know, just just recently in the in the classical you have Slatan. He's what, 36, 37? How old is he, Chiquis? I think 38. He's 30. God Yeah, and he's been the scourge of LA. Uh, yeah, but, uh, this, might, this could have been his last game with Los Angeles Galaxy. Pe- Pele was 35 when he started his uh, New York Cosmos career. So MLS career. Yeah, so that's, that's about the, yeah. That's about the time for a retirement, I guess. MLS retirement. <laughs> <laughs> well, he helped. He helped put football on the map, you know, in in the yeah. U.S. Because uh, he would sell out stadiums. Uh, so I, he showed that football, you know, that it's it's there's a market for it here in the U.S. And I think that's kind of ties it up right now with what's going on in Los Angeles with two teams and the LA the LAFC has been selling out, and this matchup was pretty big. Uh, it's meant a lot for the fans. It could, it's quickly become a rivalry, and and so that's that's kind of what you need to help the league grow. You need this type of heated rivalries, you know, that just get so much attention. And so it was what eight go- eight goals, and you know, with LAFC winning five three, and a lot of the matches like that where we're you know, they've been high-scoring games. Even though I, I've been reading the Twitter sphere and the comments and a lot of people saying how the defense is non-existent. Yeah, it's, it's been, it was pretty bad. The defense was pretty bad on, on both sides, I would say. I saw that gif you posted a, a basketball match. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a professional game? What, what game that, that was, was a pro- that? That was a pro game, man. It, it just kind of, like in some phases of the game, and like the season's really long. People just like, you know, sometimes they just hang out a little bit, and rest, rest a little bit. Yeah. Let a guy take like a turnaround jump shot. I was like, is that? Is that? Yeah, he was just resting. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the, during the game, there's there's a few runs where uh, where they were able to get in the back uh, behind the defense of the galaxy, and. I think it was Polenta who would who wouldn't even stretch out his leg to stop the cross, man. And there's there was a goal he could have uh, prevented that he just let the cross Polenta go through. From, Polenta from from, uh, from uh, I don't know where he's from. No, he's Uruguayan. Diego Polenta. Oh man, he's the defender, and he, and he sort of just let the guy. And he was he was getting he was uh, he was playing bad uh, last night. And so As John over, would say he does not know the. The dark art. True yeah. Uruguayan would have, would have at least got a yellow card in a, in a classical match. Yeah, and he's 27 years old, so he must have been like a washout from Uruguay. They were like, take this guy, we don't want him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like second division yeah. teams were like, uh, let's, let's send you to yeah. MLS. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's been this talk about the gap is closing. Obviously, Obviously, it's still, it's not, it's not close. When you see uh, the quality of some of these players, it's still, 
still very low. But but I mean, you can't discredit. These are the things that help build it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. having these type of games and then with the stakes being higher, start, you know, not not being so... Like the fans are going to want start expecting more because they don't want to lose these type of games. Yeah, I got to give props to LA. Like that's the city. If anything in in the United States is going to happen and it's going to be involved in soccer, LA is the city for that to happen. And these two teams are are doing excellent job. LAFC is doing an excellent job. That stadium, I was truly impressed. It's actually better than like a lot oh, of right. stadiums. I haven't been there. Here we send chickies. Well, I, I I drove by it. the front. I drove by it, but uh, just on TV, watching the like seeing the fans and seeing the flags, like several Mexican flags are flying. A Colombian flag, I believe, was was flying. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. It's a, yeah. It's it's they they become they became very popular very quick. You know, a lot of our cantineros, they're like, all right, get on with it, get on with the MLS talk. But, uh, you know, we, we like uh, a lot of it has a point when we bring it up because LAFC will be playing uh, in the, what is it, Conca, Conca, Conca Champions. Champions? Yes. Yeah, so, and I think that's that's going to help. I think a team like them, especially if they still have Vela, which they should, um, it's going to start sparking more interest in uh, MLS-type you know, Liga MX rivalry, which they haven't, with the teams, they kind of haven't been able to do that. And that was kind of the hope with Galaxy and then, and they, when they had Gio and, and, and his brother. But the team ended up doing so bad, I think they missed the playoffs like, like two or three years in a row. And uh, so this year they finally made it. And uh, so we have to mention they have, of course, they have, um, oh, man. Dennis De Close, who, who left the uh, Mexican national team, uh, he got he got hired at right there with the Galaxy to be like their general manager. Uh, I'm not too sure of the position, but he's he's high up there. Uh, and then he brought in one of Mexico's top youth youth trainers. His name I forget. Uh, and you know they got a couple Mexicans there. Uh, you know. From uh, Jonah and Antuna, and, uh, Tuna. Tuna and fish. then they have Efrain, a youth, and uh, a goalie. I think the goalie is. Uh, they have a goalie whose whose dad was vice president of Chivas. Oh man, I keep forgetting that guy's name. Pablo Cisniega. Is that the guy? Yes, yes, the dad was Ivar Cisniega and the kid is a Cisniega too. I think he has like German, um, he also has like a German passport. Oh. So he could go to Europe, but you know, he won't have to suffer the same fate as Ochoa, where it's like, oh, you don't have a passport. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, but yeah, we got quite a few players and you know they're going to be trying to get more. That's, that's one of the big reasons they brought in uh, to close, you know. They, especially now, especially now with LAFC capturing the Mexican market, which uh, Galaxy tried since day one when they had Campos and they brought 
Hermosillo, they brought Luis Hernandez. They always kept bringing these players, trying to trying to get these fans, but they just couldn't. They they couldn't bring the passion as uh, Cien Fuegos or Pescadito Ruiz did with the you know Central Americans. Uh, but LAFC did it with Vela, man. And I think, I, I guess, who knows, man? We might see a Chicharo, you know, somewhere down the line, especially if he keeps missing open net sitters uh, with Sevilla. They might, they might send them, send them over here in the Christmas break. Yeah, uh, John's dream is for Chicharo to go to uh, Austin. Austin FC, but I don't know if he's, if he's a. Uh, Saying that Chicharito is going to, yeah, I don't know if he's saying Chicharito is going to go to Austin, Austin FC. Just the way he says, uh, Pico Lean is one of the best, greatest players of all time. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, Chicharito is very close to the, to like Vela and Dos Santos and all of them, and uh, I think they they'll be good in LA. Um, you know what I mean? Well, I just want to say this they, though. Go live in Brentwood with. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, I just want to say, I hope because the Conca uh, Champions is uh, uh, February of next year. I hope they keep this LAFC team together, like all the players, because well, this this is the team I want to see play against the Mexican League teams. Well, Chiquis, if anything, they're going to get stronger. They're going to get one or two better players. Most likely a, de- a defender, you know, midfielder. Thinking they're pretty, they're pretty good at attack right now. But uh, from what we saw, yeah, they do need a, they need a defender or two, especially if they, if they want to do, you know, not get embarrassed in the Conca Champions. But yeah, I want to see Bella. I just want to see Bella play against the Mexican teams. I just want to see how he does, you know, against against these Mexican teams because we might not see him play in Liga MX. He might, there's still that chance he might join America. And that's been talked on for pretty much since he, well, they've been recruiting him, uh, you know, they've been recruiting him. So, so that could happen. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but then, uh, you know why we're on Conca, Conca champions? Uh, FIFA just announced the new and improved uh, Clubs World Cup, which is going to be more of an actual World Cup with way more teams now. I believe 24 teams. Ah. But, uh, you're talking about not the Qatar. No, well, Qatar's going to host uh, this year and next year and starting 2021. I think China's going to be the first host, uh, but th- there's like a new and improved Clubs World Cup. Maybe that's the 2021. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it is 24 teams, eight teams from uh, Europe, six from South America, three from CONCACAF. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll see Bella there. Uh, <laughs> three from Africa, three from Asia, and one from Oceania. Uh, so, not yep, bad. They can take it more serious. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, but should be fun. Hopefully, should be fun. 
Uh, especially if they do it like in the summer, you know. Yeah, because the way it the way it is now, they're so small. Uh, there's so few teams, and it's so quick of a tournament that it's like okay. Yeah, well, because because it happens right when the when all the teams ended their season, yeah. and you know they're just trying to rest, or you have injuries or whatnot, so yep. they just make it as quick as possible. But if you make it maybe during like the summer break, when a lot of the teams are doing like their preseason tours, this this could kind of be their like preseason, you know? Yeah. All right, so I guess to cap off the Trafico talk, uh, it was interesting to see that during before the game, uh, unlike last game, Vela and Slatan didn't really talk too much to the press. They didn't really hype up the game and talk smack. And even though Slatan did score one what? goal, he didn't he didn't seem to uh, uh, be his same huge self and and carrying his team and i thought there was going to be like some uh rough play at the end but he he uh, seemed to walk off calmly i think he did like do an obscene gesture to some fans or somebody <laughs> uh, he did when as, he was leaving yeah when he was leaving so and then at the, and then at the end he did he did mention that he made vela famous which is causing a little bit of a stir <laughs> was his thing. well you know what you know what it was it was the press that was baiting them for that so who knows, the league could have talked to them and just been like, cut it out. Because uh, I think it was annoying Slatan. Yeah. He's like, dude, this is, you know, like beneath me. And even Bella said it, like, I don't, you know, with the comparisons, I'm not, I'm not, you know, even he said it that he, that Slatan is the overall better player. So I, I think at that point it would have just been, I, I don't know, I wouldn't say trolling, but it would have been beating a dead horse. So who knows? They could have lead, uh, could have told him, like, all right, no more questions. Uh, we did see Bob Bradley get a bit salty. The one, the one reporter was trying to bait him, saying, uh, people are saying that uh, Vela doesn't show up for big games. And Bradley's like, what people? And then the reporter couldn't name names. Tells him to get lost. Uh, so... That, yeah. I, I was sort of confused with that question, but like I, I was like, what games? And I, I assume he's talking about the last uh, Trafico where Vela, I think, well, Vela did score like a, I think he, he scored he one score. or two, right? Yeah, he scored one or yeah, two. But, they had, but then he got smoked. They, they, <laughs> no, yeah, the, the thing is, they had, they had never beaten the Galaxy. And, uh, yeah. So they, it was like, I think they were undefeated at, at the bank. But they had lost the other games. But I guess uh, I think they lost last time their first playoff. I don't know, Chiquis. Yeah, they didn't. I, I losing fans, if you don't. I forget who they lost know. to. They did lose, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, it sounds like he's truly motivated for. He wants the league. He didn't. He wasn't. Uh, Vela's not satisfied for this win. He wants the. He wants the league title. And I, I don't think he's. I think he's going to get it. I think he's going to win the. The title, and this is going to yeah. be his like equivalent of World Cup victory. Man, he doesn't need he doesn't need the Mexican national team. <laughs> he, well, he, he doesn't have a league. He doesn't have a league title. This will be his first league title ever. Yeah. I, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's also his first gold scoring title. So it's a lot of firsts for Vela. 
So yeah, this guy's he's loving it here. He's he's bring, not leaving anytime soon. Yeah, that brings up uh, some thoughts. Like, don't ever. See, uh, okay, just think. Uh, Vela first title with MLS, first goal scoring title with MLS. The comparisons going with this. The compare the comparisons <laughs> with Vela and Hugo Sanchez should never occur from here on out. As okay. like as like greatest Mexican player should never happen. Oh. <laughs> should well, never. I mean, well, there's no one right now in uh, Liga. I mean, no Mexican players that get close to what Hugo Sanchez did. So that's yeah, it's gonna be a long time. Yeah, very long time. I'm sure they'll come up though. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they might pop up. Unless JJ Mack, you know, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, He's still young. Yeah. All right, so I think that caps off the tráfico talk. I don't know of any other points from there. We can continue on to, uh, I guess, over this past weekend, San Luis had a little bit of a ruckus going on. San Luis Querétaro, yes, it was telling the sale match. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> that man. was no holds barred, false count anywhere. Battle Royal. It was damn, yeah. Hell broke loose in the Ground stands. And pound. So I, I just I don't know how it started. You know, when I tune in I just saw I just saw fist flying and and so but so this is what I do know, Cheekies. Uh there's a couple there's a couple uh bad moves made. So basically um basically the fans started fighting. And then I think the police was scared to get involved, and they told the they told the the fans, you know, the the barra, one of the barra bravas, like, hey, you guys are gonna have to go help your mate that's getting murdered over there, because we're like outnumbered. And then that just turned the fight even bigger. Oh and gosh. then I think the stadium marshal, or I don't know the correct name, he told the people to go into the field for like safety. So that just caused more pandemonium. But yeah, there was this one guy, man, some chubby guy who, he was already on the ground and they kept kicking him. It looked like some dudes would run from pretty far just to go and land a punch on him. He was, he's already not moving. He was yeah. like, why are, why are they still kicking him? Are they, are they expecting candy to come out? <laughs> that's, that's incredible about how, how a human can see like a obviously knocked out injured dude on the ground and still go over and want to pound his head in. But I, I did see a clip yeah, of, just, I was going to say, I did see a clip of uh, a, a Querétaro dude. He was in the stands with a, with his Jersey on. I don't know if he was instigating or provoking anything, but I think he had to, ch- he switched out his Jersey to like a generic shirt. Uh, I don't know if that was like the beginning of you know of all the stuff that started happening, but are you saying he was a cambia raya? <laughs> he he didn't put on any, any other rayas, but uh, I think he put on like a just a regular T-shirt. <laughs> I don't think he went full Juan. I don't know. He was trying to fool, man. There's cameras everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So today the league is going to talk about sanctions and whatnot. I think. Uh, Oh, they gave them. They already gave sanctions to uh, San Luis and Querétaro. I can read them off if you want. I got them on the screen. Yes. Please uh, do. So, 
veto the estadio for two for two uh, games. So San Luis is going to be an empty stadium for the next two games. Multa de seis mil. Uh, I guess that's pesos. Umas. I don't know what that is. Un mil pesos. That's like ten dollars in Dave and Buster tokens. Shoot, man. What well, says una multa de seis mil umas? I don't know what umas is. Un millón. Oh, no, I don't know what the umas is. And then, and then they're and then they're putting uh, prohibitions on las porras. The, uh, and oh, and selling That's like selling tickets to uh, well selling tickets to allowing opposing team porras to enter their stadiums for the rest Wait, of for, the season for the end of the season okay. yeah until, until the end of the season that's on both teams uh, except uh, Gallos Blancos they don't, uh, Querétaro don't have to uh, they don't have the, you know the what they usually do band. is they register and I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing that what oh yeah they do is they if you're, you know, whatever Barra Brava, whatever yeah. cheering group belongs to the team, um, all the fans of that group get registered. And because they kind of have, they pretty much have season tickets, at least for the home, you know, at home. So whatever happens, they kind of know who, they already know the section and who's supposed to be there. So yes. I don't know. They might have to start doing that. They're do. They're gonna. San Luis is at least. They came out with a press release saying that they're doing like four or five uh, uh, techniques or whatever to uh, control the situations, and that's one of them is to uh, check the credentials of each porra from each club and make sure that they're legit and they're not, you know, there to cause any. Fights and stuff, I and, guess. And that might, because you know what, they, they they started doing that at the World Cup. Now where, um, you get registered, and you kind of have a badge. So going into the stadium, they have all your info. Once you go in, they already know where you're at. And so I could see that happening somewhere down the line. With a lot of the teams in yeah, especially with with the whole corner kick chant, which they've been, I would say, semi-successful in eradicating it. Yeah. But I, I could just see that happening as it becomes just easier to do it with with technology and whatnot. Yeah, and that's uh, I guess moving on to that, the the goalkeeper chant. That's uh something that they've had a press conference I think just a few minutes ago or hour an hour ago another an, another conference on that cheeky yeah this is a different uh this San Luis situation came out I think earlier this week but uh today they had a press been? conference on actually they talked about two things they, well from what I saw they talked about the Veracruz players getting paid and then they talked about that week 15 is here as they said previously the goalkeeper chant yeah. uh restrictions are now going to be in place i guess it's the, if it if it does occur they're going to take two minutes to find whoever does it and kick them out of the stadium and uh i think it's a three strike where if it happens three times still then the next that's game right. is the next uh, game is yeah. going to be an empty you stadium and that's that's how they catch you. Like if they start putting those, like if you have those credentials, 
You know, it's usually like it comes like in the necklace, uh, and and it's like a big square, you yeah. know, the carton. And but, dude, you know, it's like pretty soon they're gonna be able to know how many beers you drank <laughs> and what you ate. Man, you think it's it's? I'm not joking, man. This is this is you 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 know you're in your seat. You order stuff through your phone through an app, and. uh you get your beer mixed with water. <laughs> yeah, I think. And, uh, but gonna, I think you could. They're gonna put a chip in your neck. Get your no, D, get your DNA. Neck, the, <laughs> I know. It's on the. It's on the credencial, but if it's all like connected, you know. Um, they're just gonna know what's up, man. Yeah, they can't give every single fan. You come like the casinos, huh? They can't say they can't uh, give that to every single fan, though. For Las Porras, maybe, but for the fans. Dude, they do it. I'm I just, they do it for the World Cup. Every single fan gets one of those things? Every fan has a, a you get registered and you have like a credencial. I was, because I was looking, you know, I was looking at, and I noticed it for the Russia one. And I was looking at a picture and I was, and I thought it was people, because it, it looks like the press. You know, when you get the, the press pass? And, and, and I was like, that's a lot of press in the stands. <laughs> and then I kept looking at the pictures and everyone had one. And you basically have to register now. And it says what tickets you have and everything. It, you have all your info, chickies. Yeah. So that's... uh. They know when your kids' birthdays, everything, man. You, you know. <laughs> it's Mexico, yeah, man. You can, get, you can bypass that stuff. You can change your name, get a new ID. <laughs> oh, you mean go to the Fayuca and... Yeah, get your... Uh... <laughs> Buy a ticket from the the guy on the street selling them. Yeah, but you need you need you're gonna need the fake credential, not just the ticket, because it's tied. It has to match. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna happen. That's gonna be interesting this this weekend. We'll see what goes on if the two minutes. Like I imagine, potentially every single game, if they pay attention, should have two minutes two minute breaks. Because you are right, like you said before, the chant has decreased, but it's still out there very, you know, even even though it's quieter than before. Well, wasn't one, one in one stadium, weren't they playing something on the loudspeakers? I think so. I didn't it's see that. Now, like... Yeah, I think I've heard that. I didn't see it myself, but yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. That was happening. I know one stadium had little kids. They had little kids looking into the crowd. You know, oh. to like, and then they were giving like yellow cards or something. Like if if they heard it from that section, they would like lift up a yellow card or something. Yeah. Uh, so like if you know if MLS teams act all holier than thou, it does happen in MLS as well. I've said it mentioned. Uh, I've said it before. Like when I was in San Luis or in uh, San Luis, San Jose. San Luis. Yeah. San Jose earthquakes. They, they there were there's a <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri. Did they have a team? No, San, there's there's people in San Jose uh, in the stadium there that does it as well. It's not a lot, but yeah. you know it were does they, exist. Were they Mati sympathizers? They were, uh, probably. Were they there to see Mati? <laughs> Tricolored uh, flags. No, um, well, any any person that's 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 there for watching soccer is most likely Mexican. Yeah. Oh man. 
Yeah, no, you you've heard it in, in game in stadiums here too. Um, but yeah, no, it just became a big thing with Max. But yeah, it will be interesting to see how this week plays out. And uh, so match week fifteen already, seasons coming to an end pretty soon. Regular season, I should say. Yeah, it's getting getting down there. Uh, so yeah, before do you want to uh, so week fifteen sanctions? Do you want to talk uh, Belias? Yes, but uh, just very quick, Veracruz, because oh, they still haven't won. They won a uh, Copa MX, but they haven't won league, and uh, so yeah, I guess they're gonna get some money. So that that should be, you know, that yeah. should motivate the lads a little bit, uh, and. And then, yeah, Pelaez, Chivas, Chivas signed Pelaez. Well, they didn't sign him because they can't sign him right now. It's the league rule, player, coach, directivo, if you were with one club, you have to wait until the season ends to sign with another club. But Chivas did make it official that they have come to an agreement for Pelaez to take over as, uh, I guess, general manager. Director Deportivo, if I'm not mistaken. But he's he's going to be more of a vice president. I don't know why they didn't just give him that title. Um, because there's basically no one that's going to be able to tell him what to do. Uh, just above him is going to be it's going to be a Maori. And Elias already, you know, he drew the line in the sand. Doesn't want the same thing that happened at Cruz Azul, where they make decisions without him. And... He would just book it if that happened. And I don't think Amari's in that position right now. The team has just lost a lot of money. This is like their fifth. I don't know if it's their fifth or sixth. I've been trying to block the pain, Chiquis. This is going to be either the fifth or sixth uh, tournament without Liguilla. That's a lot of money that that they lose. Just how much money you can make from not just TV and sponsors, but also stadium uh, of, you know, playing Liguilla. And, I mean, if you add it up, you know, uh, just top of my head, what are we looking at, Chiquis? Anywhere from 5 to 10 million? I have no idea how that stuff works. That's a lot of money, though, if yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping, like, a small, you know, I'm keeping a pretty... Pretty decent, but yeah, you're you're missing a lot of money, and then they lost money from no TV contract in the U.S. this season. That was anywhere between 14 and 16. I mean, and between the other Liguillas lost, man, you're looking at a, at least over 20 million that they did not make. So Chivas almost going the Veracruz route, where the players are gonna have to sleep in the stadium and get their bonuses <laughs> no bonuses and no checks for six months uh so yeah that's that's uh so yeah they need they need to just let Belize work and uh so the big thing for Chivas I'll say and to me even bigger than if they could make Ligia or not I don't think that should matter for Chivas fans I think the if you're a Chivas fan the, the big the big concern is going to be TV contract that's they're going to be negotiated in December. 
Um, and it, it could be very lucrative because uh, they're going to be negotiating both U.S. and Mex, and they could, they could potentially land a lot of money. Uh, there's a slight chance they might not make as much, you know, just hearing some of the details, you know, what's going on. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm guessing they're, they're in line to do good, especially if they went for Pelias. So hopefully that works out. And if Chivas does land that, they could they could put the team back on track. Yeah, they need something. So Chivas is pretty much... Uh, let me look at the games for those guys. I think they're pretty much out of it. They have Toluca. I don't know. They have uh, Juarez actually coming up, so it's going to be. Uh, oh, their next match. Yeah, their next match is. Uh, is it at home? No, it's away. It's away at Juarez. Yeah, so it's at Juarez, or is it at the at the Akron? No, it's a. It's in. Uh, because they played Monterrey away, but sometimes you do end up playing two away games. Yeah, it's away. Or two home games. It's away at Juarez on Sunday. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, well, they need to win at this point. Because uh, Chivas, their last match, they tied. They tied Monterrey, who have Turco. And that's, he came back to La Pandilla. And... And well, didn't seem like much improvement, but there he is. So, but for Chivas now, I think their last, I think they have five games left. They have to win every single one if they want to go into playoffs. So, I think if they beat Juarez, at least for another week, they give some hope to the Chi hermano. Gonzalo can rest. I don't think he ever gets much rest, but he could <laughs> not feel so bad. Uh, real quick, there was a, a part of that press conference that they had. Enrique Bonilla yeah. said, uh, oh, I guess they just mentioned that they're intending to go to 20, 20 teams. <laughs> yeah, he said that's a topic that they've had on the table for analysis for they a while and it. they hope to get a, they hope to get an answer soon. I, I said it as a joke. In the other podcast, Chiquis, is the Chihuahua's contingency plan. That way they can't get relegated because they just keep bringing up teams. Yeah. And the new teams, you know, as bad as Chihuahua's can be, if the new team is as bad as, like, you know, Juarez or Veracruz, those teams are just going to keep, you know, that's a good strategy. Yep. Of course I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Bring in more teams. There's memes about that stuff, man. There's memes about yeah, Chivas. Thank you. Relegation's a joke in Mexico. It's been yeah. a joke for a long time. I don't. I don't see why it's being taken serious. Uh, I think, and for a long time, I did want more more teams. I'm not too sure right now, but if you really wanted, like, a, like if we wanted to talk about of like where the relegation fight was like the real deal, which was intense. 
then they would have to go down to like 16 teams. You know? Just go down, not... You keep going up. The only thing that happens is you end up getting more teams that aren't that strong and the mid-table to higher-ups just have more cushion. Yeah, I would say go down, man. What happened? I would say go down. In clubs? In, in clubs, in the league, and get rid the of some of the less... The one possibility with all cheekies is you will have more Mexican players. Yeah, that's true. Even if it's a handful, but you'll end up with more local talent getting a chance. So that's that's one good thing right there. Even though it's, an, it's if, if it's an obscure team that's getting like whipped every every uh, every weekend or something like that, I guess that's that's something that's sort of good. With well, a with a good second division, though, you would have a, a fight to ascend. Like you would, have, the the whole problem yeah. I think with uh, with the relegation is no one wants to get relegated, and everyone wants their excuse and wants to like convinced for more teams or convince their fight their way like the whole thing of paying to get your way back in that's that's sort of that's that's wrong like if you're relegated and if you don't get results then go down and work, work yourself back up well, because that gives second division actually to be competitive and the guys that are in there to, to actually try hard and not just be but, there yeah. and like uh and the well there needs to be more incentives though for from the league and for the second division because there's just not that much money and the teams, the teams, they don't, like, compared to, like, England. So, England second division, uh, what is it, the championship? They get a lot of money from the TV, con- you know, TV rights. That's just, that's just not happening in, in Liga de Ascenso. There's almost no money. And a lot of those clubs, they, they don't have money. They don't have the type of money to, to build a good, strong team and, the way it's gotten now in Mex, it's like it's gotten way more expensive. So you'll need to invest about sixty million on your on your team if you want to like compete. I think that's what we saw with Cholos when they came up and they ended up winning. I think that was a bit of an anomaly, and I don't think we're gonna see anything like that anytime soon. I mean, it'd be pretty rare, but. You just can't do it no more the way if you go back to like the 90s and you had like Celaya getting to the final and these other clubs. But but the teams were a bit more, we could say we were a bit more even. But now with, with just the amount of money that's being spent by teams like Monterrey, Tigres, you know, all, all these bigger clubs, Cruz Azul, it just makes it way more difficult. Yeah, so I guess in certain aspects, the league MX is you can say is a little bit Mickey Mouse, man, in the way in the way they handle the the. No, it is. I mean, look, look. The, what happened? With, what's happening with Veracruz? That players not yeah. getting paid for six months. Yeah. You know, and and their morale is through the floor, and they're on a what 38, 38 game winless streak, but they're still in first, even though they've been relegated. That makes it look Mickey Mouse uh, that a team like Jaguares was kind of in the same boat, and, and but the league disbanded them, you know. So and 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 then we had with Lobos Wuap, who just couldn't have money. They couldn't even get a TV contract. I think their last 
their last season in Primera, they, they had to sell the team. Then they sell it to Hawa uh, Juarez, who who wasn't even one of the top teams from Liga de Ascenso. They were one of the, I think, mid-table to bottom. So, yeah, all of these little things make it make the league pretty Mickey Mouse. Uh, ultimately, it's, it's only about five teams that are putting money and, and trying to make it really competitive. Yeah, so I guess since we're on the topic of the league, uh, I guess we can go over the matchups for this weekend. Today, there's three. Yes. We have three games. Oh, okay. So Monarcas, first is Monarcas and Santos. Monarcas, Santos, and Santos. Santos has been killing it. So, yeah. Then we have Atlas, Necaxa, another top. Necaxa, okay. And Necaxa is... is they're top three right now, if I'm not mistaken, Chiki. Necaxa's top uh, in second spot, just below. They're in second, see? Just below okay. Santos. And then we have and third game, good. which is going to be a good one. Cholos and Veracruz. <laughs> so, again, we get oh. to see Veracruz, see what they can do in Tijuana. See if, if that they got promised their money, if they could finally get that win. And it's going to suck for a while if you... If you're the team that lost, that finally loses to Veracruz, you know? That's, uh, yeah, that's the interesting thing about it is who's going to be the, who's, <laughs> who's going to be the failure to let Veracruz beat him. That's, that's like the hot chick that <laughs> gets drunk at a bar and some random schlub gets to, to smash and then she's going to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> she's like, oh, I was drunk. Oh, I blacked out. Like, uh, <laughs> you hear this story where this, this girl thought she slept with I don't know if this is real or this is from a, she thought it was like Denzel Washington because she was like like it was some dude he he like just kind of he faked it he faked it okay, out okay we're getting off topic yeah I get you I get what you're saying I've heard that story but maybe it was like a different it was a different person like a different actor or something that it lookalikes yeah there's lookalikes all over the place like the one the one that comes to mind is the Star Wars the Star Wars guy the stormtrooper uh, he was hanging around Mexico there's a lookalike that he was he was around in Mexico like uh, some friends of mine got to meet him he's a lookalike guy okay he was pretending to be him. Well, he wasn't pretending, but he was just like doing. I don't know what he was doing. Some type of promotion. There or was there, there was a dude that looked ballpark Neymar, and he did sleep with a couple late couple females. Mm. Uh, he would just you know, they, and yeah, I guess if you if you have like ballpark and you're at a bar or a club and people are like shit face, yeah, they don't know, man. So that's yeah. that's gonna be. Let's see. Well, Cholos gave us match. It's for Cholos. Oh, okay. Next uh, on Saturday, we begin with Querétaro Pumas. So Pumas is sort of on the edge of the Liga. Querétaro's top three. They're they're in third spot. Then after that, we have America Puebla and. Uh, America's. Yes, I think this is the good game for America to bounce back. Yeah, they're going to still be without Piojo. I think he was suspended three games. Gio is practicing again. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah. 
but he's back up. chunk of his leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Leon San Luis as well on Saturday. Okay. And then I guess the final is a pretty good game. Tigres Cruz Azul. That's that one will be, yeah. And that's a big game for Cruz Azul. That's because they're still on the outside looking in. And they need to start racking up more points. Uh, they lost to Morelia, which was embarrassing. It's an embarrassing loss for them, uh, especially coming out of a big win against Ame. So they really, this is going to be really big test, Chiquis. I think if they lose, I might have to side with you and say that they're going to stay out of the big dance, which yeah. for be somewhat of a win for for Pelias. Yeah. And Tigres is they're in they're in fifth spot, so they need to be careful. They don't want to get bumped out. Yeah. So it's well, they already a... got those freebie goals in uh they were, they got the freebie goals against Veracruz. Veracruz was staging their protest and uh they wanted three minute silence. Tigres was like, We thought you said one. They started scoring goals. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that's the old, just the tip argument. <laughs> I, I posted a, a gif of Floyd Mayweather. Did you see that fight? And he, and he fought some guy, or I don't follow boxing too much. I think it's Sergio Ortiz. Oh, uh, wait. I... They're fighting. Yeah, go on. And uh, I guess they did it. They, Ortiz headbutted him, so the, the ref separated him. And then, they, and then Ortiz but, went. But then to... the ref's looking, looking. Why well, does the ref look outside of, like, he takes his eyes from the fighters. He's looking outside. I don't know if he's looking to the, you know, to the judges. Oh. Right? I don't. Yeah, he might have been doing something yeah. else. But they were, he separated the fight, though. He was like, oh, he paused the fight. And, yeah, he might have been doing something else, like he said. But Ortiz was pretty much like, okay, we're, we're not fighting. I'm going to give him a hug, say I'm sorry. And while he did that, yeah, he wasn't paying attention. And was then, it, uh, uh, Mayweather, like, knocked him right in the chin. He was stunned, yeah, and then sucker he punched. <laughs> sucker punched, and then he took the right and knocked him down and won the fight. <laughs> oh, so, so they, they they made the count and uh, yeah, he was counted they made out. It valid. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so undefeated but Floyd Mayweather. They didn't review, no bar, no nothing. <laughs> no, no bar. Uh, no, yeah, he won. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. I'm like, what would the protocol be there? But yeah, man, that was. I think that, that was, was uh, yeah, that that was uh, like the justification, and the, and the same thing goes with Tigres is you're there to play, you're not there to sit around. Like when the time is starts, the game starts, you're not there to sit around, and you're there to win, you're there to play. You know what? I'm agree with that, and I think that protest was pretty lame. The whole we're just gonna stand in silence. I, I think that's that's yeah, that's just like lame, I, uh, especially with the whole players' union. Supposedly formed by, uh, you know, Rafa Marquez, one of the biggest names in Mexican football. And they needed to suspend, like, they needed all the players, because that's what it is, a union of players. They all needed to unite, you know, like Voltron, come together and, you know. Form the and, uh, robot. And be like, we're not playing until these guys get their money. No one's playing. But that didn't happen. No one really cared. It was like they were calling and and uh, no one was picking up the phone. 
they were sending the messages on Messenger, and they would just show that they read them, but no replies. And I keep, I keep that's on. it, dude. That sucks. No, no one. Yeah. I think just Chivas said, you know what? If you guys don't get paid, we won't play Liguilla. And but that was. I don't think Chivas even. Did. The, the Chivas Chivas games didn't even, they didn't even take the one minute or did they on their Sunday <laughs> Sunday game I don't think they took the one minute no, I think they did they did some okay. of them did but that's just so stupid that's a, that's 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 weak sauce man it, it is and like, and come on, man. all this is making me think like, of a you know take a time out for five minutes yeah it's making me you think know, that you, that Cootie the uh, Cootie has a quote against a reporter I won't say it exactly he said he did he didn't have the he didn't have uh, long pants. He didn't have the eggs. Oh, he didn't have the testicular fortitude. <laughs> yeah, testicular fortitude, and that's a that's that's a lot of like all these players, like especially Veracruz. They should not have even gone out to the game and played. If you're not getting paid, no. you do not go and play until you're paid. And they didn't have the pantalones to do that. And all these yeah, other clubs. What sucks is, is no one backed them up. No one. The whole league should have backed them up, and they didn't. Yeah, it's fake union. That's that's what it is. It's fake. It's like if you're in a gang and you're going to about to fight and you show up by yourself and then you just get jumped. All the league did is try to band-aid it. They tried to band-aid it and paid the players some money. Like that's pretty much like, a, okay, so they're not paying you. Let's the, the league will pay you a little bit until they catch up. It's like an emergency fund or like a band-aid to try to help things out. Emergency fund. <laughs> giving them coupons. <laughs> free meals. Like, <laughs> a six-inch sub. And, a gift uh, certificate at the local Tesco's from Oxlo. <laughs> at the local Oxlo. You gotta go all over town and you know, cash in all these all these vouchers. They get a you little know, a little swag bag when they, when they're leaving after after they lose. They get a swag bag, <laughs> a, a swag, a, a pirata fuente swag bag as they leave the state. <laughs> the other the other the other clubs send them um. What do they call those packages? Care packages? Care, care packages. <laughs> we're, we're thinking <laughs> of you. <laughs> we wish. You with, like with like a soap, you know, an eraser. And it's, it'll have like the America logo. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> the, the, the tiny soap. The tiny shampoos. And get some spam. A bunch of canned food from, uh, from Chivas. Some expired Chiva Colas. <laughs> oh my it's the Volvos from uh, Omni Life. <laughs> even some snack, even some snacks instead of like the uh, what are those snacks? The pinguinos. It's like there's a lot you, of snacks. Instead of the pinguinos, you get you get you get the generic brand, <laughs> the generic brand. Oh, the <laughs> brand stuff. If there even is such a thing. The Dino Bite. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sucks. All right, food drives and clothing drives. <laughs> four, four guys. So continuing on the league on Sunday, Toluca plays Pachuca and Juarez plays Chivas. Last two games. You know, I, I just before we go because that's reminding me, and I and I used to play Sunday pub league. And I played with this uh, team, and their name was uh, Irapuato. That's what the, where the family was from. They had the, the Freseros uniform, which is pretty cool. It had it was like the like a red and blue, and 
and they had the little bimbo bear mm-hmm. in the center. And uh, so we would play on Sundays, and and the guy that that ran the team, this dude man, he forgot to wash the uniforms. So, he, so you know, because you know, Sunday pub team, you finish playing. Yeah, one guy. And takes- a lot of times, like a lot of times, you have you paid for your uniform, you know, so you keep your own. But then there's some teams where the uniform belongs to the to the club to the team owner, especially if it's like a new team or whatever. So he'll have like a whole uniform, and and a lot of times also because if you have matching, you know how like the other team might have a similar color, so they'll keep like the second uniform. So in that team, we didn't own we didn't own the uniform, and this this dude he forgot to wash it, man. So. It sat in a bag for like a whole week, and and so we couldn't get to play. And took it like that. It smelled. It just. It was nasty. Cheekies. Yeah. Smelled like feet and ass. <laughs> and we gross. had to wear that. Oh yeah, God. we had to wear that uniform for ninety minutes. <laughs> it smells nasty, and then you're you're sweating on it on top of it. Yeah. I think it helped us win though. <laughs> <laughs> the marking must have been bad. Like, yeah. You want to man mark us. It was like Slatan playing against a five eight player. You feel like that hobo team because it's a hobo world cup. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah. Hobo oh, yeah. world cup. Uh, yeah, gotta include be inclusive. <laughs> uh, okay, where were you? So finally, uh, I guess the last, the, unless there's anything else on the league, the the last topic, I guess you Maybe, you want to talk through uh, all the teams already. Yeah, the last two teams were, uh, the last two games were Toluca and Pachuca and Juarez and Chivas. Toluca's. Well, it's just really quick. Uh, Toluca has been on a pretty. They're in 17th place. spiral. And, uh, and we said it here a lot of times about how the directiva, they're not like the other teams where they'll just fire you and replace you. So like Chivas right now, they're paying, they're actually have on the payroll four coaches. They're still paying Mati. They're paying uh, Cardoxo, Thomas Boy, and now they just started paying Tena. So at least until the end of the year, they're going to be paying for four coaches. Uh, so Toluca doesn't, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't play games like that. They're a bit more calm, and if you suck, they give you ample time to improve. And if not, they they'll sort of take their time to find a a good replacement. So who knows if Bigotón, uh, it could be sad, you know, he's had a, he's had a long career. So I just don't see where he could end up. You know, Chiquis, like, he's pretty washed up yeah. in Liga MX. He really hasn't done anything of note. Been pretty, you know, it's not all been his fault, but do you see him retiring or do you see him ending up here in MLS? Uh, I want to say retire. I mean, I've never been a fan of him, but I'd like to see—I'd like to not see him as much, especially if he's not even doing well. MLS would be like a like a lot of times people think, oh, if you can't you can't hang in Liga MX. Okay, let's just go to MLS where you can probably do better. I don't well, see because his he has some of the fame, and then it's kind of sad when you see like some of the coaches—they just don't want to. They don't want to give up the dream. Yeah. So we saw Reynoso, Carlos Reynoso, big America icon. And he's in Liga de Ascenso. 
So it's like it kind of sucks, you know, to to be well a little bit, not a lot, but uh, but if you if you achieve if you got into a level, you know, at least where like like La Volpe, where you you've been to a World Cup and you've coached all these big teams. When you're at the twilight of your career, you don't want to be like, you know, looking for scraps. Well, I think his next steps were like, because he was for a while doing like YouTube channel. Like if he was a philosopher type guy and go on Picante or like uh, radio TV shows, I think getting his insights on the game and things would be a lot more interesting. Yeah, I do it in Picante and with Hugo there. That's ratings gold. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so... That would be interesting. We're, we're, we're adelantando la noticia right here, Chiqui. <laughs> la Volpe in TV. And I know there's some of those waiting for him. Especially the other station with the the Fox, with with their drunk, their drunk, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Those guys keep showing up drunk to the Fox, to the Fox Sports. What is it called? Ultima Palabra? What, what Ultima is that Palabra. show called? The only yeah. one I like there is Brailovsky. And then they've had a couple of dudes that just get a bit tipsy. That's what, that was what uh the Choch was it Chochos when their uh the fight the son was fighting with Deanda. Oh, about right. getting about oh, being right. drunk and then Choch and then with the Chochos taking his medica- medications or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there's always drama. There's always good drama when like a a guest comes on, like Garces or uh Pelaez. Uh, if if uh, if they can have maybe not maybe like as a guest at first, uh, what's his name? <clears throat> it's not, I just forget to look at coach. Who are we talking about? <laughs> if they bring La Volpe on, La Volpe. if they bring La Volpe on like as a guest and then like maybe a panelist even more times, that might be pretty good stuff. Yeah. Well, just in closing with with the Chivas, of course must win. But the big news coming out. Big rumor, I should say, is that Trophies has been given the axe. That they already done had enough. Oh, no more Trophies. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I didn't hear this. That, what, what's going on? So from the rumors from the Lavadoras. Oh, Lavadoras. That, that basically Trophies is not, they don't want Trophies for next season. Ah, shoot. They're getting rid of him, which is not that surprising because they were already uh, trying to sell him before Boy came in, and Boy was like, "I, I, I could use him. I want to work with him," and that's a big reason they let him stay. But the other reason, this is where I've gotten in a few arguments with Chivas Hermanos, is is you know what I'm saying. You really don't hear about any offers or interest from any clubs, because he is a talented player. But talented players like that usually. You know, there's teams that want them because they know what they bring to the table. So how come we haven't heard of a Tigres or Monterrey or Cruz Azul or any of these teams saying, Hey, we'll give you, we'll give you this much for trophy. You just haven't. So we'll see. I, I'm pretty curious to see what's going to happen there for next season and where, where trophies will end up. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how much, how much he's valued. Would he be at Cruz Azul or is he going to be at, at like, uh, Juarez? You know? Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. I would definitely want him. I th- I wouldn't doubt if he could uh, – or he has the potential to light up in a, uh, with another team. He does. He just has a really bad 
track record of just like uh, in discipline off the field in discipline too much partying too much like just being distracted you know uh-huh. and one of the things that we saw was when Cardoxo was coach when he pulled him you know he pulled him to the side when the team were training and that was one of the training sessions when there was reporters and so it caught attention because he he stayed with him talking for a really long time so I have to wonder what was it that you know did it smell like like uh you know vodka or something yeah coming I'm just guessing here of course coming, but coming towards but also wasn't gonna pull him to the side because he's not he's not doing the practice right it had to be something that he felt was was that important yeah. especially to keep him that long on the side interesting yeah we'll see that 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 news from the Lavanderas, that sounds like uh, some some loose that will extract some tears from the Chiva hermanos, from the Chivas del Norte. You should... And Jon. Well, maybe yeah. not Jon, because what if he ends up at Puma? Who? That is a good... Trophies? Trophies at Pumas would know, be... You you guys second division Uruguayan players. Why yeah. not a trophies? Yeah. Maybe he devalued a bit. You could pay, get him get him for cheap. <laughs> Pumas Pumas has to be Pumas has to look for quarters in the in the underneath the sofa cushions to be able to pay for trophies. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think U.S. is eager to get rid of him. So, and but I think a, you know a change in venue would do him good. So let's hope let's hope it goes well for him because. It would be sad to see his career, you know, dwindle away. So much talent. Yeah. All right. So that's the league. Uh, yeah. I guess we can, we can close it out. Thanks for coming on the, the podcast. I guess the last real quick note, FIFA Mexico's at 11. I don't take that too much oh, into consideration. Right. How did, well, we have to, Chiquis. We have to. Yeah, let me hear your for take one on reason this. And one reason only, huh? It's because the you know you could get seated. The higher you are, you could be one of the seated teams for the World Cup. Uh, so that's that's very important because you want to try to be in that race to get seated. I mean, it won't be easy, but at least you want to be. You know, it, it looks good, Chiquis. But if you're seated, that means your your odds of quinto partido are greater than. That's good. So yeah, they're just ahead of Netherlands. Colombia's tenth, Argentina's ninth, Spain is eighth. Who else is uh, behind them? Italy is fifteenth, Germany is sixteenth, Chile is seventeenth. So yeah, you got some. Uh... Yeah, seating is always important. They need all the help. They need all the help they can get to get to that fifth. Well, I mean, yeah, but when you look at the Grandes, a lot of them, they are getting that help already. So you have a really strong teams, and and that just makes it easier for them. Yeah. All right, we'll see how. So we we can't hit on Mexico for having that that advantage as well, Chiquis. Yeah, that's good. I I don't. I I agree. (laughs) I I I just don't take uh, the FIFA rankings too seriously. 
But they are important, yeah, like well, you I said. Mean, no, yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean Mexico is the 11th best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't put stock that much stock into that. Uh, but but as far as like trying to trying to be one of the seeded teams, and yeah, I would I would definitely and, want them to finish. We had a dude, uh, friend of Yon, uh, Michelle. I can't pronounce his Michelle. last name. Huh? Michel Richard. Yeah, there you go. And he was talking about because he did like a whole study on, on um, you know, yeah, the rankings. how to get to that quinto partido and beyond. Oh, and that was one of the key points, you know, is to be seated. Like if you could be seated, and then and then so he did a study of like, okay, what teams do you have to play to get seated or whatnot. Uh, which is really interesting. So, see, Chiquis, you weren't paying attention in class that day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I knew the whole seating, the whole seating things. But it's funny because people try to people try to apologize for the Nations League tournament and say it's well, important. It's say it's important because well, yeah, Mexico it's, needs it's it for helped. FIFA. But there's still scrubs. You're playing. You're still playing, playing scrubs. Even if you end up playing like uh, it's still Concacaf. You're playing uh, Costa is. Rica, Honduras. It so, is, but so with it's... Europe, but with Europe doing it, then you kind of have to do it too because yeah. then it's being seen as a tournament. You know, it's just sort of a weak argument to say to to qualify the legitimacy of <laughs> Nations League. <laughs> like, uh, look, it's uh, Nations League is really awesome. We uh, no, we need it's, to... it's but I mean they they could still schedule. I mean, despite despite the um, despite having to play that term, Mexico has scheduled some some good games against some good opponents. Yeah, like if you were to say, okay, let's not do Nations League and let's do uh, like a, a a type confederations every year people would be like, oh no, Mexico's going to play against the top teams. We're not going to get wins. We're not going to, you know, our rankings in FIFA are going to go down because we're not going to get wins. We need to play some scrubs so we can get wins and we could get points per the FIFA rankings and, and you know, upper upper level. Yeah. FIFA, the rankings, I think they do consider the opponent you're playing. So you're not going to get a ton of points for playing the number, the ranked 98th person, player or team, you know. If you play ranked number 98, you're not going to get tons of points as if you play and beat number eight. I think they take that into consideration. But, uh, but yeah, it's sort of like, let me fluff up my schedule with playing below 500 teams so I can impress everybody. Like I can impress, impress people and, and give people the appearance that I'm really good. But, but yeah, I mean, if it, if it works out, I'm glad Mexico's at 11th and, uh, Hopefully they can get some good advantages for the World Cup. All right, hold Agreed. Agreed. All right, it's been good. Any last uh, last notes or thoughts? Final thoughts? Nope. Nope. That is, we, we've done said it all, Cheekies. We've done said it all. Hopefully things return to normalcy in Liga MX. No more games being suspended due to uh, shootouts or, or brawls. And yeah. Hope we get some good football this week. Let's put on a white shirt for peace or something. <laughs> Going into the weekend, let's see what happens. And uh, 
Yeah, last uh, I think the audio issues are we're going to be pretty good on this episode, so hopefully we can do that moving forward. Last episode, not so much, uh, but again, I'll check I'll check it out here in a minute. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for everyone for listening. I think we had a few listeners uh, listen to us live. Uh, Google Sanchez, the poster says hi on our Discord app. And uh, check us out on the Continuumx accounts everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, oh, especially over the weekend during the games. We'll talk to you guys later. This is Albert Campanjuel, episode 221, Cantina Mix Podcast.